Hey everybody, and welcome back to another week of the HLP. This week, I would like to say thank you so much for those who were able to come to the Kennett Square Brew Fest with us and hang out. It was really a blast, and I had a great time meeting everybody in person for the first time. That was awesome. So, thank you so much for coming out, and if you missed your chance this year, don't worry, that event happens every year. In addition, we will be sending out all of the koozies to all those new and upgrading patrons from July until now, but don't worry, there is time for a last-minute sub if you would like to get in on this koozie action. So, if you would, go ahead and join our patron, and if you increase by $5 or you join at the $5 and up tier, you could still get one of these koozies. That is all I have for this episode. So I will welcome you to 165 for Gloom the Bell Tolls. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 165, and we're we're just kicking it on a boat still. You guys got <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff on this boat. Some of us almost die. Some of us floating in the bilge. Others doing other stuff. Great place to it. live. It's great. I mean, I'm a big fan of the boat. I really just didn't expect Lear to sleep face down in the water, but I guess that's the thing. She actually, she's been doing that to people out. She's asserting dominance by lying face down in the bilge. I mean, we got to keep morale up somehow, so pranking people, great way. Hey, I'll see that dead chick downstairs. Lear keeps, uh, Lear keeps falling overboard. I know they said she died, but I didn't think it was like an active death. <laughs> Brooks, what you drinking? I have an Oktoberfest from Wolf's Ridge. Uh, one of my most favorite beers of all time. Good stuff. Oh yeah. Can we expect you to be on the Oktoberfest for like, you know, it's about mid September as of recording this. So like till the end of October, probably. Mm, I'll probably get tired of it by then. Midway through October. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Steve, what you drinking? Well, I'm a partner in crime with Brooks today. He's drinking from Ridge... Or, shit. All right, I'm going to start that over. Well, you're probably going to leave it in anyway. I'm a, I'm a partner with Brooks today. Now I'm all nervous. Yeah? Um, we're Ridge boys together. He's drinking from Wolf's Ridge... I'm drinking from Breckenridge. And this is also an Oktoberfest. See, that was worth it. I thought you guys were edge boys together. Well, I mean, catch me on that Patreon. You know what I'm saying? Ridge boys for life. Bad boys Ridge. Don't like that. Hate it. Haley, what you drinking? Pineapple White Claw. Now, speaking of White Claw, I'm also drinking White Claw Mango. <laughs> And Emily, you have the Patreon beverage. I do. I am drinking a zombie cocktail suggested by Sir Newt. It is fairly complicated. It has light rum, gold rum, pineapple juice, lemon juice, lime juice, passion fruit juice, simple syrup, aromatic bitters, and it was supposed to have 151 dark rum, but I did not have that, so I just subbed in some uh, additional Spice rum. I'm surprised it doesn't have cranberries. It does not. It's very good. It's fruity, but not too sweet. Delicious rum beverage. I had a... I think it was a version of the zombie at the Tiki Bar in Columbus on my 21st birthday. 
because I was an intern in Columbus when I turned 21. And it, it was like that, but with the 151. And they put something in it that made it like bubble and. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. Mist at the top or whatever. Like a piece of dry ice. It looks kind of, yeah, it looked like dry ice. I didn't even know we had a tiki bar in town. I don't know if the grass skirt's still open, man. But mm. If it is. Well, if it is. <laughs> if it is, it's right across the street from the Columbus College of Arts and Design. Uh, uh, maybe I don't need to check it out. <laughs> it was a good time every time I went. <laughs> well, when last we met our heroes, they had made it through the Eye of Abendago, nearly avoiding a giant dragon turtle and making it through uh, Gazra's piss. They kind of perform their regular routines or what will become probably their regular routines on this ship for the evening. And as it was kind of time to turn in, they saw a mysterious looking ship on the horizon through the mist and a ringing bell. And that's where we find them. So, so right now we have no idea where this other ship is, right? Yeah, you saw it on the horizon. It seemed to be following you and then it went into a fog bank and it didn't come out the other side. Lyra has water sight. Is it a fog, like a natural fog of water? Yes. So she can see through it as much as her, uh, she does now have dark vision, would allow her to see into that Yeah, you would have seen the ship disappear. Oh. Interesting. Look alive, my friends. We are going to want to be careful. I believe the dead have chased us into the eye. I would allow a... Knowledge local. I was just looking through my knowledges. Or history. Oh, I have history. 30 on the local. Okay. 32. 23 on the history. I know the same score for history and local. Do you want me to roll both of them? Uh, It's different information, so... Oh, I could kick a history and see what happens. I rolled very poor for history. Same here. <laughs> I got a 10 total. Oh, 19 total. Wow. I rolled a 5. My history is not good. Well, with that knowledge local, you've heard stories from the Shackles about a ship that stalks pirates. It is piloted by the spirit of a man named Whalebone Pilk. Yes, I know this. (laughs) You don't know anything about the history of this ghost, uh, but you do know that those in the shackles that have been hunted by it are followed for one night, then a second night, and then on the third night, their ship is destroyed and they're sunk. Hey. Oh, I don't like that. It's a lot to take in. Uh, I would like to not sink the ship. How far away are we from our destination? In days. Yeah, specifically in days. <laughs> Distance little less relevant. Sure. You have just come out of the Eye of Abendago. And you are trying to get to Shark Island. You are roughly, I would say, 300 miles from your destination. And your ship, I believe, uh, in, in the warship, it would say how, how, much, how far it can move in a day. If you're trying to figure it out, the little key at the bottom is 50 miles. So it's probably going to be about a week. A week at sea. Knowing all of that, knowing everything that uh, Tulia knows, I guess, about these ghost pirates. I know you said we should be watching our back because of these pirates, but 
in reality, we gotta we we don't need to until a couple days. But they're gonna come sink that ship. I also worry. I think we must take this up with the captain. See what she has to say. So you talk to Anya. What exactly seems to be the problem, Mr. Rook? Dark sails were spotted on the horizon chasing us. Tuli and I believe it could be the legend of this whalebone pike. He will come for us in two nights from now, and it is said that no crew has escaped his cannon. Uh, the legend of whalebone pilk. I wonder if uh, Mr. Godfeather knows anything about it. We can try to to speed up. However, I, if, you're, if what you're saying is true and he's going to attack us in three days, there's no way we make it to Shark Island in three. Agreed. Especially if this is the first night. That means we really only have two. Perhaps Godfather has some further insight. Maybe there's a friendly port we could spend some time in. Or maybe he believes that we may actually be able to fight this... Marauder off. I mean, there has to be something that we can do to defend ourselves if we can't make it to land. I mean, ain't your crew a whole bunch of were people? I don't rightly know how strong this whalebone pilk would be. But yeah, there are plenty of were folk here. I think if anyone was capable of taking on this legendary apparition, it would be us. This wouldn't be the first time that Ikmer and I have fought a spirit or ghost of some kind. I have a way to make them more tangible so we can actually connect with them. I, I have fought the dead for near a century as well. I know how to fight their kind. Are you like bringing them back or something? No, just a little bit of a song to make them more corporeal. That is wild. This I am unfamiliar with. <laughs> it's just Ghostbane Dirge. Oh. But, gotcha. Yeah. You're describing it great. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, we've got, uh, you, you've been fighting undead apparently for a while. You have songs that turn them corporeal. There are things we can do to mitigate their effects, to strike true against them. But I, I fear the battle will be difficult. Well, okay, let's hold on a second, because if Godfeather knows anything more, I think we should talk to him first so that we at least know what we're doing. But also, if we don't fight, that's the best case scenario. Aye, was words. Where is Godfeather? Godfeather would be in his quarters. You could easily go find him. What's haps? <laughs> First mate Godfeather, and then I'd say the exact same thing that I just <laughs> said to Anya. Godfather's piss! <laughs> no, we That's have made a situation. It You're telling me you saw the death knell? If that be the name of his ship, then yes, we have seen the death knell. Aye! The death knell? That's Captain Pilk's ship. You look all skeletal. Aye. We heard a bell, too. Is that relevant? Do you know the toll? No. <laughs> Do our characters know the toll? <laughs> Great question. Uh, I, I guess you... <laughs> I don't even remember the toll. I'm just fucking <laughs> <looking> around. <laughs> what do you have written in your notes that the toll was? <laughs> Some kind of booth. Uh, Captain Pilk and his crew, they chase ships across all across the Fever Sea. He can get you if you're too far from land. It's said that when when he catches on to you, there's, there's not much escaping him. Except going ashore. If you're thinking of how to fight him, though, he's some kind of undead abomination. Crew. Uh, sodden. Corpses. Corpses. <laughs> Not many have passed him and 
and live to tell the tale. But some have. Right? Aye. Are you familiar with those tales? Well, if you put him down, he's not down for good. A couple captains on the council have done it. But when we put him down, does he stay down for a little bit or lose interest in the fight if it's too difficult for him? Said he takes his time coming back. Is it more than four days? What? Beats me. He doesn't usually keep the same target after he's defeated. But if you go into deep water, you're the only ship around. Is there some sort of port nearby? I mean, yeah. Let's go to the nearest port. Drenchport and Hell Harbor are the two closest. Still gonna take us a better part of a day. We could stop there, but that's no guarantee that he doesn't keep following us when we get deeper. But do we get to reset those days? If the tales are true, you could reset the days. Or he might lose interest entirely. How much would going to port delay us? Likely take some time to be safe. Time Captain Savarine probably doesn't have. We are running at the hills of an evil witch. I do not think we have the time to stop in port. We are well, already behind. Well, then, uh, what's the most economic way, then? Like, what's I think the that, Ikmar, would be just to go straight through. <laughs> like, that but, would be the quickest. But we would be... St- but they would sink us at that point. Unless we completely defend ourselves, but... I mean, ain't that your whole thing? Defense? But if we don't have to fight at all... You're losing sight of your goal, Ikma. It doesn't matter if this ghostly pirate captain gets in our way. We need to push through to go to Shark Isle. We have a goal here, and we are on a ticking clock. Then how can we at least go to port at least one time to at least mitigate some of our risk? I don't think that's going to happen without us taking time that we do not have away. I do not think the captain is going to be willing to wait. I am not willing to wait. It's a whole ship full of rare people, and then we've got two magic users, at least, with Lyra and myself. We've got someone whose specialty is defense, and he's a wolf. Holy cow. And then we've got this magical archer cannon guy. I, I don't know. I mean feel like odds might be in our favor. In fact, we even know when they will strike. We can be prepared. I could ready a hole all my spells based on it. I think that's going to be our best bet. I can even peek behind the veil and give us an idea of what will happen for the day. And she takes her tarot cards out and starts flipping through them. At the very least, it'll give us a leg up. All right. Uh, then it's settled. Uh, let's ready our defenses. All right. Make me a, um, a history check. Okay. I'm, I'm going to attempt an aid for Tulia. Sounds good. I'll also try to aid Tulia. I don't aid. I do aid a history check, or rather a knowledge check for the first time in over 100 episodes. <laughs> uh, that would be a total of 29. You know that Hell Harbor is owned by a former Chelish admiral. You think if this was Saw's ship and he was Sargavan, things might not go well for you in that port anyway. That makes sense. Cool. So, we made the right call there, but now we have to get ready to face the ghost pirates. Yeah, so unless you're taking special preparations the second day, I assume you're just helping sail the ship, and once again, you see this ghostly ship on the horizon. This time, it appears a bit closer. Still kind of difficult to make out in the dark and still far enough away that you can't see the details of the crew. 
I think for this entire time, Durin is with the cannon crew, like ready to roll. He's going to help provide artillery support if this thing gets close. And honestly, in his mind, he's thinking, maybe we just missed it the first night. Could this be the night? Maybe we missed it the first night and last night actually was the second night. So that's what has me worried and vicariously my my character. The night comes and goes as does the ship. And the third day, you can make any preparations. Uh, The ghostly ship came at roughly the same time. So if you have any 10 minute per level buffs or higher that you want to kick on, I'd say that's pretty fair. Oh, I sure do. And we would have healed up and everything like that. Yes, we had several days. Lyra has enough healing abilities to heal everyone. The morning of the third day, Lyra is going to gather everyone together and perform a harrowing. This will take 10 minutes. Ooh, there's actually a tie. So you want to explain uh, how the harrowing works? So this is called Blessing of the Harrow. This is an ability that Lyra gets with the Harrow Prestige class. So she, once a day, can perform a harrowing for herself and her allies. And at the conclusion of this harrowing, you look at the nine cards included in the harrow. And the suit of the card is what's important for the bonus. So whichever suit comes up the most, uh, you get the corresponding bonus. And this lasts for 24 hours. So with the nine cards that Lyra had in the harrowing for our group for the day, there were two shields, which give a con bonus, and two hammers, which give a strength bonus. So we can choose either strength uh, or a plus one to on so strength would give a plus one on attack rolls and con gives plus one on weapon damage rolls those are really good ones to pull yes they are so we can we only get to pick one is strength just like any attack roll it's just attack roll yeah and it doesn't specify weapon, so... Yeah, I was going to say the other one specifies weapon. Yep. But I guess strength could apply to spell attack rolls. It's just like a ranged touch attack. Yeah, should we go with strength then, everybody? I, I would prefer a strength, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. let's do strength. We're getting that from the Cyclone and the Keep. Cool. An alchemist is really good at self-buffing, too, with their spell list. So my 10 minutes per level uh, extracts, I've, I've done a stone skin, a freedom of movement, uh, a water breathing just for all day long because I can do that, heroism, sea invisibility, and my 10 minutes per day mutagen. I got a lot on right now, but this seems like the big one for the day, so. Lyra's also going to activate her ice armor. How is everybody with uh, breathing underwater in general? I'll be good. The Khmer cannot. I, I was just thinking it might be wise in general for me to cast Life Bubble on everybody because it also protects from disease, poisons, and, like, everything. But I also it would mean I'd use, like, a level 5 spell slot. Because the other thing I, I could do, people wanted to pull in some, some funds, although technically I think I have enough. I could do Stone Skin Communal. Ooh. Um, I, I've already got that keyed on, so I don't really need it. Okay. But. And also because of my transparency mutagen, I'm just invisible. Lyra is also going to cast Freedom of Movement on herself and Ikmer. Aw, thanks. I will be casting Greater Invisibility on myself. Which, wait. Isn't that rounds per level? It is, you're right. Thank you. You're good. Immediately after I said it, I (laughs) I will be casting Fly on myself, though. And Mirror Image... 1d4 plus one image per three caster levels. So what? 1d4 plus three for me? Is that right? Sounds right. Okay. So five images. Ikmer sharpens his sword. Still. (laughs) Ten minutes per level. Ikmer buffing. Would anyone benefit from an increase uh, to dexterity? Yeah. 
it depends on the source bonus. of bonus. Enhancement bonus. I think so. Um, let me check. I don't think so for me, because I've got a belt of plus four. Yeah, that won't. Are you, you're not invisible the whole time. No, this will be until the first couple of rounds of combat are done. I'm going to cast Blur on you. Oh, thank you. I can also cast Water Breathing on all of us. Unless, did you do no, the life bubble? I did not. Okay, I'll cast Water water Breathing on all of us, just in case. Okay. And then, um, Igmar has a very good, <laughs> generally, a uh, very good, uh, what's it called? Uh, armor class. So he has a very good AC. And so the other blur that I prepared is going to go on Lyra, just in case. Oh, thank you. And then um, I just, I don't know. I've got I've got a cat's grace if we need it. Okay. Griff, could I be up in the crow's nest? You could be. Oh, and uh, Ithmar, you want to be big? Sure. Okay. You I'm said large person on Ithmar. Sweet. You said that was blur on Lyra? Yep. I think once all of these buffs are done, Durin would hop up in the crow's nest so I could provide covering fire from up top. Nice. Haley, did you end up giving me that dex bonus? Would it uh, be beneficial to you? Yeah, and my belt is uh, strength. So yeah, I could use a dex bonus. That'll just make you more more difficult to hit. Jeez Louise. <laughs> all right, Cat's Grace on Ikmer. It would be so pissy. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's going to be some bullshit. Yeah, it's going to be some bullshit. Durin is up in the crow's nest. The rest of the party is on the deck as from directly beside the ship. You see the ship, this ghostly ship, rise out of the water, kind of Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dutchman style. And you see the death knell written across the side as ghostly grappling hooks and chains sink directly into the backbreaker. And aboard, there is a pale man dressed like a pirate captain ringing a bell, and you see two huge groups of these waterlogged, zombie-looking creatures on the deck The creature draws two pistols that sparkle with this, like, necromantic energy. And I need you to roll for initiative. I I mean, I'm terrified, but this kind of fucking rocks. (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) Yes. Durin, initiative. 18. Lyra. 26. Tulia. 20. Ikmer. 17. Lyra, you're first to act. Lyra starts by singing an inspiring song, and the undead clumps uh, on the board, are those treated as, like, a swarm or, like, one entity? You have to roll a, uh, a knowledge check. Knowledge religion? Yes. All right, let's see. Ooh, a seven. Seven. You're not sure... It does look like there are individuals. Hmm. It looks like his undead crew. All right, well, if Lyra is seeing that these are undead creatures, she's going to center her spell on the left cluster of undead creatures, and she sends out a positive pulse. So I need a will save from these creatures if they are vulnerable to positive energy. All right, 19. Oh, meets beats. So they do not take any damage. Oof. Bummer. Okay. It is the opposing captain's turn. Whalebone Pilk himself. Durin, you're up in the crow's nest. Yep. I am invisible if that matters. How far away are you? 5, 10, 30 feet over, and then you're up in the crow's nest. So you're probably like, what, like 50 feet away? I feel like that makes sense. I think that's sense. fair. Okay. As, as long as the mast is 40 feet tall, or the crow's nest is. I think that's fair to say. 
No, pretty. that's the math. Yeah, I know, but I think that's fair to say <laughs> yeah. for like the mast of a ship, mm-hmm. a big ship yeah. like this. Nice. I don't know. I don't know ship mass sizes. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna go with forty feet. I don't know ship things. I don't know ship shit. <laughs> okay, you see him yell something indiscernible at his crew, and then he just takes aim at you, and his head tilts to the side unnaturally. Mm. And he fires one shot up in the crow's nest. Looks like he looks right at you. It's not great. Ooh. Ooh, you got lucky here. Yeah? That's uh, very close to his uh, crit range. I still oh. don't feel lucky. That's Yeah, that's where you're lucky. Oh, 35 against your touch AC. Well, that certainly hits... I do have blur on. He has true seeing. How does that affect blur? Oh, that I'm sure that bypasses that because true seeing goes against displacement. So if that's the case, then yes. Uh, He definitely hits. Yeah, true seeing does. One shot hits you in the shoulder for 27 points of damage. That hurts. Is it an adamantine bullet? It is not. Okay. That's good, because my stone sin kicks in then and prevents a little bit of that. And Durin realizes that he might be in a little bit of trouble here if this guy can directly see him. Yeah. Seems that way. Uh, He's going to take a five-foot step forward, too. Next in the order is Tulia. Can I make a knowledge check? It'll be religion on either thing. All right. Natural one on the, like, horde thing. It's not a okay. horde. I have no idea. And then on Wellbone Pick, Pulp, Pilk. 23. 23 will get you one question. Great. Anything you guys specifically want to know? Defenses. I guess we'd find out for sure that he's incorporeal, but I feel like that's going to be what the special defenses are. I was going to say, that's exactly. The special abilities? Well, properties? Might have. Like, in, like oh, do we know horde? Yeah, like. But uh, how we can put him to rest. Or that. That would be an interesting question to know. Is he a haunt? Yeah, I... I I just worry about defenses. And, I mean, I would be more interested in either special abilities or, like, how to get rid of him. If, if there is, like, an easy way out of this with that question, I say we absolutely should go for it and at least take the chance. If not, I also have a really good knowledge religion. So oh, I could probably good. get like a question okay. or two out of it. I too. was very yeah. nervous that I'd be the only one rolling. <laughs> no, I, I got a plus 20 to Ooh. knowledge religion. Right okay. Now. Wow. It's, that's much higher than mine. Um, all right. So which one do you want me to go with? Do the, uh, do the special one, I think. Okay. Since this guy does haunt the seas, is there a, a way to, I don't know, put him to rest or get rid of him? There is. We probably need another question in order to ask what it is. Oh. <laughs> this, this I'm certainly not going to give it to you with the 23. Obviously not. That was a poor roll. Okay, cool. I, I rolled poor on both of my knowledges, so that's fun. Well, oh no. I mean, I'll cast fireball at one of the big balls okay. of undead. Sure. And I think I will use... Uh, I'll use a a point to make the DC a little higher. Sure. So you're just like centering it on a troop or... Yeah. Uh, The orange one. All right. Only a 14. And that will fail. So they're going to take full fire damage. 41 points of fire damage. And it's a 20-foot radius uh, spread. Okay. Steam seems to rise up off of them. They're water. They're full of oh. water. <laughs> Think, Haley. Pokemon type triangles. <laughs> um, okay. Except, like, usually undead are cold things. And I Which is also knowledge. the water ability, typically. Yeah. Yes. Cold. I just usually, that means they're not dead. Durin. All right. Let's get to work here. So first of all, a knowledge religion check on Mr. Pilk. Sure. 33. 33 will get you two questions. 
All right, before I have an official question, is a valid question. Sorry, no, three questions. Three questions. What is the thing to get rid of him? Is that a valid question to ask <laughs> with uh, that level of a knowledge check? Yeah, I'll say so. All right, then that's my first one. Seems to be ringing that bell a lot. Get the bell. All right. There's so many things we could do with the bell. Uh, you think destroying the bell would probably. Silent? Oh, okay. <laughs> what about silence? That's interesting. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I certainly don't have it as an alchemist. Lyra has it. My girl. Let's go. All right. Um, how about a special defenses? He has evasion, channel resistance, DR, immune to ability drain, bleed, death effects. Disease. These are all the undead mm-hmm. things. Um, spell resistance. And uh, a thing called Stranger's Luck, which adds a luck bonus to his AC. All right, those were two of three. Weakest save, because we got two full casters in the party. Weakest save it is. Sounds good. Sure, fortitude. Oh, of course, he's undead. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay, I'm also going to roll a knowledge check against one of these hordes, or both of them. I guess they're probably the same thing. We'll see. 26. 26 will get you two questions. Are they a swarm? Yeah, I guess are they a swarm? So they're a troop, which acts mm. similarly to a swarm, but with medium-sized creatures. Sure. Special defenses. Undead traits, I'm assuming. Yes, undead traits. Uh, they have energy resistance, fire. Uh, they have DR. They have evasion. Uh, that's about it for their defenses. Okay, did that count as one question? With me asking what they were? They were like a troop or something. Oh no! Yeah, you can you can ask something else. All right. Does anybody want to know anything else? It's nothing that's killing me to know. Okay. Um, special abilities. Why not? Something new. Sure. They have an ability called Sodden Field, which shouldn't really affect you guys since you're flying or have. Uh, freedom of movement on. However, they um, they create this area in any adjacent square to them, and uh, if you're in it, it's difficult terrain. And without it, without a save, you become staggered. Uh, they have a stench. Mm. So on Nickmer's turn, he's going to have to roll for that. And they have. Improved lightning reflexes. So once per day, they can re-roll a reflex save. Interesting. Okay. So Dern is going to shout some of this stuff down to the crew of his ship and say, target the bell. The bell may stop this entire thing. And he is going to do exactly that. So what Durin is going to do is he's going to take his move action, like you've seen him a hundred times now, uh, to steady his shot, to give him a little bit of a bonus to hit. He is going to uh, use a swift action to clip a flask of acid onto his next shot, his arrow. And then he's going to load an arrow, attach a holy bomb to it as he whispers I hate having to use this trick and then he's going to fire can I target the bell specifically or do I have to target this guy the bell is like on his mast so he was like there oh okay so I can target the bell itself Mm -hmm. alright I might have gotten it here oh shit if if I, 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 I I would I did holy damage because I thought it, he had, like, the bell himself. Could I flip my bomb to something else? Yeah, that's fine. All right, I, I would do a, a void bomb, I guess. So, to target the bell, I have a 35. Yeah, that'll hit the bell. Okay. The orc hornbow is going to do 15 points of piercing damage to the bell. Okay. The void bomb is going to do 24 points of bludgeoning damage to the bell. I'm assuming that, like, the... Ex- Those count as separate for... They're two different types of damage, so I would assume so. 
Okay. It's piercing and bludgeoning. Okay. It's like from an arrow and then a bomb that's attached to it. And then I also did put an acid flask on there. So I'm going to do a little bit of acid damage. It's two points of acid damage. And is everybody... Are all of the enemies within 10 feet of the bell, or is it up higher? Because my splash for my bomb is 10 feet now. Uh, that should hit everybody. Excellent. So... Reflex? Yep. All right, the first troop only has a 14. Fail. He's got a 27. Succeed. And I think he had evasion, right? Yep. So nothing. The other troop has a... 25. Okay, that succeeds. I believe they also had evasion. Yeah, they have evasion as well. So the one troop that failed is going to take 13 points of bludgeoning damage. And because I have the explosive shot, they're going to start burning for a d6, but I doubt that's going to matter. Yeah, it doesn't affect them. And you said 13 points of bludgeoning damage? Yes, for the one that failed. Okay. Ickmer. Well, he is large, so uh, he's gonna just full attack. Doesn't have to move across the plank. That sounds terrifying. You're gonna attack like the swarm horde thing? Correct. I also can't quite reach the captain yet. 28. That'll hit. Then the next one's 30, and last one is 20. All right, last one misses. Okay, the the second one is a crit threat. Okay. Are they immune? They are not immune to criticals. Nice. All right. Oh, I need you to make me a fortitude save before you. Oh yeah, you're in the gross. Yes. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. You're good. All right. To resolve that crit. Twenty-eight. That does crit your target. Woo. Nice. Let's go. Are these creatures evil? Yes. They are undead. They have to be. <laughs> 99 points of damage. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, you disperse that troop. Take Dang. five, but step sideways. <laughs> Where did that come from? One crit and a hit, apparently. I have the holy uh, sword as well. Oh, sure. That helps a little bit, I guess. I mean, yeah. 2d6 worth. I'm also very big at this point. Oh, okay. oh yeah, the extra. Very big and very strong. Yeah. Yep. The other creature lets out a mist around it. Uh-oh. Uh, Lyra is the only one that can see it now. And a line of vomit what oh it's Ikmer and Lyra I need reflex saves only a 19 fail oh well then I definitely fail uh, we, we don't need to say what my was. <laughs> the folks at home aren't curious at all how low that could be I am I'm large but I had the dex I have the dex bonus so all right, you each take 14 points of acid damage, and the mist does obscure the captain as well. What about that bell? And the bell. Damn. Does it reach out to us on our boat, or we're just looking into it? So it's like a 20-foot radius from that corner, so the side towards Pilk of this thing. Okay. So it should be encompassing both them and Pilk and the bell. Okay. Lyra, you can see through this fine. It is your turn. Lyra continues singing. She takes a five-foot step uh, back further to the edge of the boat, and she's going to start summoning while she continues her song. Okay. That will be her whole turn. Next in the order is Pilk. You don't see this. Well, Lyra, you see this, so I'll describe it. He takes a five-foot step diagonally up, as if under the effects of something like Airwalk. Mm. Yes, which should put him now within 40 feet of Durin. 
Ooh. Because Durin fired on his... That bell. His bell. Makes sense. You don't, don't like touch that. his bell. Don't touch my bell, guy. Uh, Durin, you are flat-footed to this, as you can't see him, unless oh. you have some sort of ability to um, see through the mist. No, man, you're probably going to be fishing for a natural one or something here. Looking for a, a misfire, probably. Okay, so the first two shots. He fishes for man. The lowest is a 23 against your touch. Oh, you got that. Next two shots. Uh, lowest is a 24 against your touch. Damn, four shots. And the final shot. Oh. Damn, five shots. <sighs> is a... 18 against your touch, your flat-footed touch. Uh, it wouldn't have hit my regular touch, but a flat-footed touch, definitely. Okay. You're going to take... Uh, Steve, I'm a little bit worried. I think Stone Skin's going to keep me up if I'm still up. Ah, uh, yeah. Because per hit. Yes. You're going to take 32 damage across five hits, so Stone Skin should absorb... Uh, pretty much all, most of that. It, it, it absorbed all, all. All of it, yeah, unless there was a hit that broke 10. Let me think. I had one seven. Nope. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's uh, that's good for me. So, yeah, he's he, Durin has this hardened skin, and he gets hit five times in a row. Bam, 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 bam. And just it looks like flakes of like stone are getting blasted off of him, but he's still standing. Can we oh. see you? No, I'm very dumb. I'm sorry, Steve. I was about to say I that. I didn't add his well. uh, his dexterity bonus, <laughs> which Ooh. gunslingers get. Uh, so that's an additional, it's an additional 35 points of damage. All right, so that was 32 plus 35, yes. 80 something. Nope. No. 32, 60, 67. 67. All right, so I take 50 off the top. Yep. So you're still looking fine, but... Yeah. So some of that definitely does punch through, but he's still up. Next thing you order is Tulia. Tulia uses a lot of target-based spells. <laughs> so this is difficult for her. I think that I might cast what is kind of a safer spell uh, for the horde, essentially. So I know that that's also covered in mist, but I know that it is 20 foot wide and I also know where it was. So I am going to cast ball lightning um, and three spheres will show up. Can you place ball lightning into a spot that you can't see? It doesn't say no Aurea, so it has nothing about that. Because I would imagine like a fireball, like you couldn't cast that around a corner, right? Because you couldn't see. So I can't see? can't see through the obscuring mist. I'm aware. So you can't target a place to put it. So I'll put them on top and they'll fly down. I'm confused. I don't know. Uh, Read ball lightning. Yeah. yeah. I create two globes of lightning that fly in whatever di direction that I indicate. For every fourth caster levels above seventh, you create an additional globe of lightning. Three globes at 11, four globes at 15, to the maximum of five globes at 19. Yeah, so I'd say you have to cast them outside the obscuring mist and then point them in a direction. Okay. What is outside of the mist? Basically, your ship. Okay, great. I'll place them on the edge of the ship, and then they'll fly 20 feet over. Okay. Or they'll fly, you know, I'll have them fly 5, 10, 15, to tw 15 feet over, 20 feet over, and 15 feet over, just like in the thing. So I have three globes of ball lightning, hopefully in that horde. That is what I would hope for. And for each one, I need a reflex save. And I did make sure I used a point so that this is a little bit harder. Okay. Natural 20. Uh, 22. Um, that is a fail. Okay. I'm going to re-roll it then. 24. That meets beats. And 27. Ding. With evasion. Yep. So nothing. But they're in that in those squares, so that's good. Okay. Durin, just got shot at. I missed. sure did. So I can't see anything. It's not a concealment situation. It's literally just a blank wall of fog. 
So just like any obscuring mist, you can't see further than five feet in. Right. You never could. Just like if you could recall the, the orange food fight. I understand that. <laughs> How I so what I'm saying is there's nothing close enough for me to even see anything. No. There's literally nothing. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to target a square with my bow that I know the horde was in because that's what I can do. And this, it's at least big. <laughs> yeah. So. I am going to go ahead and... Seems as though neither party is very good at uh, <laughs> any vision issues. Yeah, I I'm... have an idea to solve this. A small gust of wind, perhaps. Yes. Thanks, I'm glad that none of you have done anything about this. It I, takes uh, a round. You can always delay. I'm mad, though, because it was my turn, and I just realized I could have fixed do you actually have a solution, Emily? So if Lyra gets her summon off, she's summoning a Berlani, which can do a gust of wind at will. So it can push the fog away approximately 50 miles per hour. Hmm. And it pushes creatures too. Perhaps you might mention that to somebody who would delay their turn. Uh, yeah, Lyra would share her plan. She also would be sharing uh, like as a, a free action, like kind of what's happening with the creatures as best as she can. All right, then, then Dern will delay. Okay. Ickmer. He would uh, also uh, ready an action to attack once he can see Pilk. Okay. Pilk yells out to his crew. You know, he can understand when you yell out your plans as well. So the Draugr move their full movement to Lyra. Oh, no. Getting an automatic attack. Do they have... Does the mist move with them? The mist does not move with them. All right. Uh, she does have blur on. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, however, it doesn't work for these because oh, it's, it's like a swarm attack. So as long as you're in their area. And they're going to do a little thing... Um, so first, I need you to make me a fortitude save as they approach. Ikmer needs to as well for the stench. 27. 27, you're good. I rolled a one. Okay, you fail. You are sickened for 10 rounds. 10? Yes. Now they're going to attack you, and they're going to deal a little sneak attack with this attack. How can they do sneak attack? Troops can sneak attack with themselves. Uh, 19 points of damage, and I need another fortitude save. That's really just rude. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, and it gets worse when I'm sickened. Oh, so it bad. Does, it does get worse. 10. You are nauseated for one round. I believe being nauseated would certainly interrupt that spell. Are, yep, they're unable to cast spells. No! I should have stayed silent. <laughs> Dern, you see this happen. You could probably see the spell fizzle. You can also see the Draugr now if you'd like to take your turn that you delayed. Can I see them? Did, did their, their miss, miss stayed where it their was? Their miss stayed where it was. All right, well, do I want to hit the bell? Absolutely. But Lyra is in huge trouble. So Dern is going to do what somebody with bombs does well against swarms or hordes or whatever the hell you want to call them. The, yeah. Throw a bomb at them. This thing is directly below him. Dern is going to pull out a bomb. He's going to mix it up really quick. He's going to look for the heavens for a little bit of a blessing. And lo and behold, the blessing is there. And he's going to toss it straight down on this big old troop. Sure. I don't think the lightning things follow the troop, do they? No. Hmm. Does a 34 hit its touch AC? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Barely. 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 Uh, did you account for your range increments from being 40 oh, feet oh, up? Oh, shit. Huh? <laughs> oh, God. Just trash damage. 18 points, but it's good damage. And an evil creature that takes a direct hit from a holy bomb must succeed at a fortitude save or be staggered. I don't know if that really counts for undead. I don't think so. Because that's a fortitude save. Yeah, I mean, they're immune to staggered, staggered. An object, so... Yeah. However, they would take a reflex save to avoid splash, right? Correct. 23? That succeeds. And with their evasion, yeah. they shouldn't take yeah, a splash. With their evasion, they don't take splash. However, you think you did uh, extra damage. 
okay. for the um, for the area attack. Hell yeah. And that's my full turn. Okay, Lyra, it's your turn. Your spell fizzles. Oh, my summons were actually going to do something this time. But being nauseated, the only action she can take is a move action. So she is going to move. They're going to go ahead and make an attack of opportunity at you. Oh, because I can't full withdraw, can I? You cannot. All right, well, I need to get away from them. So she's actually going to move up by Ikmer. 32 is definitely going to hit you, right? Yes. 25 points of damage. I need another fortitude save. Jeez. And Lyra has lingering performance, so her performance is still going. A 12 this time. 12, you're nauseated uh, for one more round. Oof. Ah! Griffin, can I do a very small retcon because there's a billion things that are happening on this sheet that I'm relatively unfamiliar with? I did successfully identify this undead creature, so I get a plus one trait bonus to my damage against them. Sure. Thank you. I'll take the extra damage. <laughs> and apply that to the splash, too. Well, it didn't take any splash. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. It had the evasion thing going on. It is Pilk's turn. Pilk is just going to kind of like five foot diagonally up again. And he's going to... I think he's going to full attack Durin again. I think that, you know, what you really pray for with these is that with improved critical on a gun, you can get one. That'd be bad. Oh, check it though. Oof. 19. <laughs> so that's uh, one potential crit. Let's uh, let's see what a percentile roll has in store for me, Griffin, because I got fortification armor. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Yes. Nice, I was about to say, uh, I could see through your <laughs> clever disguises, but. No, it's not high, but we'll take what we can get. All right, we got a 43. Oh, that succeeds, yeah. I'm okay. sure you'll probably confirm. Once happened, but this time they didn't. All right. Uh, so yeah, 22 against flat and touch should do it. Definitely. It was a four on the die if that makes you feel better. Uh, it doesn't, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Next shot. Uh, hits. Shot after that. Ooh, really close again, but a dirty 30 will hit you. Mm-hmm. Another shot. Will hit and final shot uh, will also hit. So four hits and a crit, which is an X4 critical. Yeah, that's pretty rough on a gun. So let's do that damage first because you're gonna take 50 damage off the top anyway. Right. This stuff, but just just for shits and gigs. This is horrifying. <laughs> it's not great. So 55 damage on the crit. So 10 will come off that. Yep. So 45. Then 15. Then 11. So just one. 12. Just two. 15 again. Okay. I believe this is my fifth. 15 again. Still up. All right. Stone skin uh, has literally saved my life. Yes. Stone skin's pretty great. <laughs> if I'm doing my math correctly, which I'm relatively confident I have with stone skin. Oh, actually, I definitely have. I have saved 110 points of damage, which is over my entire HP. So. Jeez. Holy cow, yeah. How much HP does Stone Skin have? I thought it was 10 points per level. It has is that a, it? Um, mm-hmm. 10 points per level. Yep. So that's it. Stone Skin, gone. Oof. See if you can make it one more round. We'll see. Next in the order is Tulia. Griffin, can I use Dispel Magic on the Mist? You that could, possible? yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, do I need to do anything to do that besides, like, the spell? Or do I need to do, like, some sort of spellcraft or something? No, you're a, a level 11 wizard. I think you know what think, obscuring yeah. this is. That is what I thought. Okay. You know, whether or not it came from a quick and spell-like ability is quite another thing, but... It can also dispel spell-like effects, but... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying you wouldn't know how this creature could cast it because you have not succeeded a check on it. Okay. So it's um, there's a caster level check, right? Mm-hmm. So I have this great thing where I can roll twice and take the better result. Okay. Seven times a day for caster level checks, concentration checks, and like a few other things. But I'm going to go ahead and use it for this because I think it's really important to make sure that we dispel it. Understandable exploiter packed wizard. Go ahead, roll it twice. And then I'm also going to use a point. I'm going to roll twice too on every shot. No! 
<laughs> it's a fortune effect because I'm, of bullshit. I'm going to use a point to increase the caster level by two. Okay. So. I mean, you're fine. It's like, don't roll one. I understand. I just also, like, don't always have good luck, so. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. That's a 28. Yeah, that'll do it. Perfect. The mist yeah. is gone. No more mist, which is fantastic. No more mist chance. Can you move your lightning orbs, too? Sorry, that's illegal, Emily. I actually. Once sure you place them in a spot where you can't see originally, you lose contact with the orbs. <laughs> it only makes sense. It's science. Can't argue with science. When you call yourself a food scientist, you don't even know how lightning balls work. Oh, oh, we didn't cover that in my classes. I actually couldn't boost the spell, to so it's technically. It doesn't matter. I understand. You roll better than like a fifteen. It makes it matters to me because I'm tracking my points. Anyways. All of that being said, uh, yes, I can move the lightning. I was trying to make sure my move economy was correct because it is a move action to move the ball lightning. How far can the lightning move? 20 with perfect fly. So move them all 20 feet towards. Womp. Womp. That looks like it just doesn't make it. It doesn't quite make it, no. Well, could have dropped one on the dude. But these have spell resistance and also they're not very strong. I was hoping that they would be like distraction. I mean, kind of like area e things too. So right, like that's what I was damage. going for. I don't, and like I have some target spells that I can eventually use for him now that I can see him. Well, that's great. Uh, you know who else can see him? Your boy Ikmer. Yeah, Ikmer. That's right. He's ten feet up, but that shouldn't really be a problem for you because you occupy a ten foot space as long as you can. So you should be able to five foot step towards him and hit him now that you can see him. Yeah, kick this dude's ass. Yes, do it, sir. Do it, do it, do it. You got this. Terribly unfortunate. In terms of <laughs> the Terribly order. Terribly sad. <laughs> My first uh, die roll is five for uh, 24. Yeah, that's a big ol' miss. Awesome. Um, The second one is a natural 20. Terribly Ooh. unfortunate. Uh... <laughs> Does a 26 hit because this is a 17 in the die, so it doesn't crit. So it is terribly unfortunate that the order wasn't quite different, just a little bit different. So I'm going to resolve that crit. Doubtful 21. No, no. Mm. 26 did not. Yes. So one hit. One hit wonder. What you got? 34. 34. Okay. It is these... Zomboid's turn is Draugr, his troop. Uh, they're going to move to occupy Ikmer and Lyra's square. Rude. Thanks for bringing them over to me. And you're not, darn, you're not adjacent. I'm really sorry. Otherwise, I'd be taking all of that. Here we go, friends. Lyra, you're taking 25 points of damage, and I need you to make me fortitude save. Ikmer, 20 points of damage, and I also need a fortitude save. How far up is Tulia? Tulia, I think I only had her 10, maybe 15 feet. I need you to make a fortitude save as you have entered this, my Stanchara. Girls. 28 for Ikmar. You're good. 15. 15. Nauseated again. Nice. Oh. <laughs> 26. 26, you're good. I think I just, I only look so defeated. Oh, I'm just going to stun lock. <laughs> Why am I so bad? All of the rolls that I've had for these saves have been Oh, they have bad. to be pretty trash. Oh, they, yeah. they have been. They've this been horrible. This isn't like a crazy hard save. Especially not as a level 11 character. but. And she is already sickened, so that brings it down. But like, I've just been rolling horribly. Durin, you're up now. I don't know. I guess I guess the swarm at this point. Okay. I don't know that I've done enough damage against this bell to to keep going on that thing, and I certainly don't want to even, you know, get more of this guy's wrath who can apparently see everything I do, so there's no buffing or anything that I can do to get around it. So he looks like shit. He's very close to death, but I'm going to go ahead and um, refresh me on the swarm traits. Would my I said earlier that my piercing damage would do nothing. Is that true? That's not true. Okay. They I, just have DR. Oh, okay. 
Uh, all right. Well, then he is going to bullseye shot to study the target. He is going to attach a flask of acid. He is going to put a, you know, you know what I know. He's going to put a holy bomb on there and fire. Okay. Natural one. Oh, no. Oof. Well, uh, I assume that would still do splat. Or not, not with this yeah, build. not with your thing. Harsh. Yep, move on. That's the only thing you can do? You can't attack multiple times around? No, that was a move, a swift, and a standard. Like attaching the bomb is yep. a move? Okay. No, studying the target is a move. Attaching the acid is a standard. Attaching a bomb and firing is... I'm sorry, that was a swift. Attaching and firing is a standard. Gotcha. All right, Lyra, you gotta get out of this mess. So she is still nauseated, so she's gonna take a five-foot step to get out of the swarm. Smart. And that's all she can do. Ooh, so many targets. All Pilk has is time. Who should he shoot? I think we'll find out next week. Finish your drinks, folks. We'll see you next week. (gasps) Oh, I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.